Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. So this is part two of my teaching entitled King David's Request for Mercy. And I'm going to jump in it. And the scripture is Psalm 51. Question. How did the king make it right with God? Where did King David obtain such great peace? And how did the king come into such great bouts of mercy and forgiveness to assist him to move on? So this is going to be the focus in the next coming weeks. And just a little recap of the teaching so far. Last week we highlighted Papa God's acknowledgement, confirmation and testimony where Papa God said concerning King David that I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do and that's obtainable in Acts 13 verse 22. Next, we travel to Psalm 50 in verse 2. To 11 where we see the um, we see how the king pulled on the cords of Papa God's mercy and tender mercies to request him to deliver him so the very man Papa God reported he had found to be his son and the son of Jesse a man after my own heart a man that will do everything I want him to do, was the very man that came before Papa God making confessions, asking for forgiveness, and telling God he had done evil in the sight of God. And the guilt from what David had done was eating away at his conscience and tormenting him night and day. He said in verse 6 of Psalm 51, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. So David was upfront with Papa God from day one. He knows all Papa God wants from him is to tell him the truth, all truth, and nothing but the truth. Then we move to the act itself, and what um, did David do? What was the sin David committed? And so we pick the story up in 2 Samuel chapter 12, 1 to 14. And I'm going to read um, this scripture to start this part of the teaching. And from 2 Samuel chapter 12, 1 to 14. And I read from the New International Version. The Lord sent Nathan to David, and when he came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He, ha he raised it, and, and, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food drank from his cup and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveller came to the rich man, 
But the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveller who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burnt with, burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives unto, you, unto your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Amorites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah, the, the Hittite, to be your, your own. This is what the Lord says, out of your own household, I am going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, the Lord has taken away your sin. You're not going to die. But because by doing this, you have show utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. David, you are the man. So children of God, when God had to send someone to tell you and I, you are the man, it means we are in serious trouble with God. And this is where it got really messy, sticky, and ugly for King David. It means everything had closed down on the inside of King David. Conscience had closed down. His ethics had, had closed down on the inside of him. Morality had closed down on the inside of the king. Principles had closed down on the inside of the king. Discernment had closed down on the inside of the king. His ability to reason and discern had closed down on the inside of the king to the extent that even when prophet Nathan, even when prophet to the extent that King David did not even reason it out, that prophet Nathan was talking about him. So unction to function that David had before was dead and had closed down on the inside of the king. 
were about the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Looks like even that had closed down on the inside of the king. So children of God, one person, you and I don't want to get in trouble with and is with Papa God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get in trouble with Papa God because I'm tormented. I can't live, I can't sleep. I can't even breathe. Why? Because the Bible is there as, you know, our compass, our, our um, guidance. The Bible let us know, no matter the offense we have committed, and no matter what the offense is, and I know children of God, it's easier said than done. Because sometimes you make the mistake and you, you don't even remember that the word of God is there. You know, because you might have done it out of anger. You might have done it out of hurt. You might have done it out of reasoning or even stop to, you know, think it through. And sometimes, um, you know, you don't realize that the word of God is there to guide you. So, but this is what the Bible says. It's, it says, no matter the offense we have committed and no matter what the offense is, we must come boldly to the throne of grace. So we will find grace and obtain mercy. So no matter what the error that we make, children of God, listen to this. God is sending this just to put us on the right path again. Think about it. Let Allow this teaching to allow this reminder or how you want to um, receive it to, to write something in your heart that as of now onwards, no matter what your offense is, no matter what your error is, um, we must always go to the throne of grace to obtain mercy. Don't delay its presumptuousness to the Holy Spirit of God when we hide our sin and pretend as if nothing is happening and we go to the pulpit and preach or teach. If you and I commit an offense, make it right with God first before we do anything. And the same holds if you offend anyone, the same holds if you offend your spouse, the same holds if you offend your children or church family. Same holds if you offend any members in your social circle or your work colleague, etc. We must put whatever that we, 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 what, what we did or what we did wrong, we must put it right. So it did not appear King David took up the request to go boldly to the throne of grace on what he did to put it right with God and man. He continued as though nothing had happened. And this is the, is the bit that really, really got sticky. He got sticky with this bit. David could have prevented a colossus of calamities and damage to himself and his family. David could have avoided generational and ancestral curses to his generation. He could have thwarted the sword 
disgrace and embarrassment away from him and his family. He could have stopped untimely death from coming to his house by just going boldly to the throne of grace to beg Papa God's forgiveness. One of the worst things he could have ever done, children of God, is when he hid what he did from Papa God and went undercover as though he did not do anything wrong. When, when we hide things from God, they're called secret sins. And that's a bit silly because God sees. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord roam at the whole earth. So when we think we're hiding, we can hide from man, but not God. So uh, they're called secret sins. They will not get us into heaven. If we don't confess them, they will not allow us to see God's face. Secret sins are the worst. Sins that we cover up, covert, disguise, hide on the ground, hold in top secret are the sins God detests, utterly detests. God is not pleased with our action when we cover them up or when we hide them under the bushel. They will not get us into heaven, children of God. They will stop you and die at the door and bar us out forevermore. So I'm going to show you an example of a secret sin and close part two of the teaching and come back next week with part three. So the, it's Acts chapter five and I'm reading from the new um, international version and it's up chapter, Acts chapter five and I'm reading from verse one to verse 10. And I read, now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge. He kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept back and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in. Not knowing what had happened, Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said. That's the price, Peter said to her. How could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her because beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. This is what is called 
This is an example, children of God, of a secret sin. God did not kill David, and I will show you the reason for God not taking David out in next week's teaching. So Prophet Nathan told David, David, you are the man. Why did I show you this, children of God? I show you this. I show this to you because King David covered up the truth about what he did to Uriah's wife. Nathan said to the king, you are the man. What does the man look like? What did the man look like? The man was found to be a liar, a pretender, a murderer, an adulterer, slaughterer, covetous, envious, jealous, greedy, resentful, desirous. King David was a man who was highly esteemed spiritually and physically. And so I'm going to close the teaching here today because of space and time and come back to you next week with the multi-million dollar question. And what is the multi-million dollar question? The multi-million dollar question is, what is David going to do with the prophecy Prophet Nathan gave to him? What is he going to do? How is he going to treat it? So next week, I'm coming back with the teaching. He said, I've sinned against the Lord. And we can all see what the sin was. So I'm going to pray, children of God, and next week I come to you again with part three of the teaching. So Papa God, thank you for part two of the teaching that you have given to me to teach to your children. I pray, Papa God, that your children will get the real essence on what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach all of us in this season. As you break it down segment by segment, write them, write the teaching um, on the table of our hearts so we will meditate upon them and we will use them to better our Christian walk. I pray for your protection on your children as they deal with all our, our, all our different issues as we reconcile them in our hearts. You said if we come boldly to the throne, you will, we will obtain grace and you will grant mercy and grace to us. So grant us mercy and grace as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is Pastor Sandra checking out until next week. God bless you.